Socially Good Media presents The Socially Good Podcast. I'm John Gilbert, who along with members of the team from the award-winning social marketing agency Eskimo Soup will be shining a light on the latest and the greatest in media communications. Hello and welcome back to the Socially Good Podcast. I'm John Gilbert and today I am joined by Emma Palmer. Now Emma is one of the co-founders of Hey Bloggers who are uniting the blogging and creative community and Hull and East Yorkshire. Welcome along. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we're going to be speaking about the idea of giving back to your community. So Emma, tell us. Why should anybody consider doing it? Why is it important to give back to your community? I think at the end of the day, we all rely so much on community, maybe more than we realise. So whether that is from going to the local shop and you see all the posters of like, find my cat, or they've got small business, things like that. But I think as well, by giving back, it gives you kind of that, I would guess more of like, a, you know, empowerment really to kind of connect with other people and work together really especially when things can be difficult at times you know that you've got that support behind you and that you're also a support mechanism for someone who needs it and i think this word community people will have different ideas of what that actually means now to to me i would come at an assumption that when people hear community they probably think about the geographical location of where they live their neighbors and so on is that is is that an accurate description or are there other ways that we should be considering what we mean by community i think there's multiple communities so it doesn't have to be face-to-face it doesn't have to be you know around your neighborhood it could be to do with who you are as an individual whether that you find that sense of belonging based on identity with a community so lgbtq plus they have their communities but then you can also be part of another community so just because you're part of one doesn't mean to say you can't be part of five yeah, we're others. not that tribal no yeah. we're not absolutely and you know even when you look at yourself from an individual you have your work community you have your social community with your friends you have your family community and you also maybe have a web community so with blogging i know they're a very different set of community than it would be with my normal friends who don't blog um, I say normal, but there are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that one shortly. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that both communities, they still have that support and they still have that kind of sense of belonging wherever I am, but they don't compete with each other or anything. I know that I, there will be different interests and different you know, topics to talk about in mm. those as well. And I think the other thing is, like, when you consider being a part of different communities, you've almost got a different status and purpose within within those. Yeah. I mean, I've got a friend, I won't go into details on it, but, like, he, in a very niche way, he's like a megastar in that, in that community. But the rest of the world generally have no knowledge of that whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I think sometimes that's quite nice to kind of... There's that different status, and I think sometimes people play to that. Depending on communities, and I think that's where the whole social science of it comes in. Because if you're getting that sort of reaction in your community, then you start growing as an individual. And if you go to another community, you maybe don't want that, you know, kind of oh, look, it's him, it's John from you know, Eskimo Soup. Mm. That's sort of oh, I'm a it's mega just... star, Eskimo Soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can count the amount of us here on two hands, but yeah, uh, well, we're, yeah. we're all mega stars, well, here, so. absolutely. But it, like, say if you're at the pub with your friends, mm. they don't see you as. John from mm. Eskimo Soup, they see you as John, mm-hmm. who challenges their friends. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like there's, there's a story behind that, but I think we'll move on from, from there as well. Okay, so, I mean, so there's a few different ways we can define community, and what we're talking about here is giving back. So, 
I guess, what does that mean? Is that help, helping others? Can you give us some examples, Emma, of the camp? Yeah, so there's volunteering for your community. So whether that's helping at food banks, whether that's helping... Um, this is pro- like a formal structure. Yeah, so it's yeah. more of a formal structure. But then there's also things like um, supporting each other's uh, small businesses, for instance, and kind of imp- like whether that's online, whether that's going to buy something from uh, that shop or anything like that. There's also things like just reaching out to people or another one I would say is education so giving back to education if we think we've gone all the way through our lives through education in some capacity I've gone through all the way from like being secondary school college university still at university but by giving back I'm like a, a governor at a local college and that way like my experiences and everything that I'm going through I can kind of feed that back and kind of challenge really the college to make sure that they are meeting their community needs and kind of seeing it from a different perspective mm-hmm. uh what other experiences are there or examples well i think there is um in terms of how you would actually do it mm. yeah i mean there's, there's informal things and it's just yeah. about being a positive member of the community and now that might mean if you've got an elderly neighbor bringing the bins in and things yeah, like that there's, there's, i think what you've just described there in terms of your experiences through education and giving back that way is what i would understand to be an asset based approach because You've got some. You are the asset in that. You've yeah. got that. You've got some time to do it, and you've got knowledge, and you've got the skills, and being able to offer that, and that's where you'll feel like um, I can make a difference, and also I don't find that sense of purpose there. If you were volunteering in a formal capacity in an area where you had no knowledge or skills or whatever, you'd probably be more of a liability. So well, I think probably, it's about looking yeah. at ourselves and think all of us can do something. Surely, absolutely. And there's there's always something that. You, you don't even have to be good at it so even if it's a case that you're going to a food bank and you're not aware of like kind of the area or the needs or anything like that you can learn on the job and you can grow in terms of your personal development and your personal assets that you can give back you might find there's um maybe problem solving and things like that that you can then go oh actually we can contribute to that so you start growing by like how much you give back to the community mm-hmm Okay, and uh, I asked this question in, in a in a sincere way, in in a non cynical way. But is there a benefit to to you in doing that? How does it? I'm not saying that's why we should only ever do things because yeah. there's something in it for us. But there is surely. There, there is. I think for me personally, I'm naturally I'm a very caring person. Like a lot of my friends will go, "You're very caring. You put others before you." And I find that you know that's where I get my enjoyment and my like kind of my motivation into making a difference but I think as well there's also my own personal development as well so my communication skills will improve my knowledge of different areas will improve but also like things like problem solving what happens if like there's a situation how can we resolve it collectively and I think as well like building relationships up is a really good thing as well because one thing that we're all at risk of is self-isolation um, we might not realise we're doing it, we just might withdraw from our communities and just prefer to stay at home and not really go out and things like that. But actually by building those relationships amongst your community, you're more likely to kind of talk to them if you are struggling as well. So you're building your own support network up. Mm. I think for some people though, it's a challenge of self-worth and like, is anybody going to care what I say and is it going to be that 
going to be that interested. And uh, in terms of my own experiences, we we a few years ago, um, I'm going to cut a long story short mm. here, but we did a piece of community developed research, and we looked at what communities. This was like geographical communities. What what did they do to support each other and themselves? And we found that there were many bold community champions who had an asset, whether that was time or a facility or a passion for something, and had the confidence to go forth and do that and, and um, admit um, their own impact, whether that was a range of different skills, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. But we're community champions in that sense. But for each one of them, there were probably 10 who wanted to do that, but just didn't have an idea of where to start, or didn't have the confidence to do so. So I think is it about trying to think about giving back doesn't necessarily mean existing within those formal structures. It could just be about connecting with people, identifying what um, what your assets are and where you can make that difference before making that leap. 100%, definitely. I think by you, it's taking baby steps. It's learning to walk before you run. You don't have to jump straight into a formal way of giving back to your community. It could be just things like, as I gave the example of like buying from someone's shop, whether that is online, whether that's local, whether you know, you you're still giving back to that community. Mm-hmm. And are you talking recognize- here about like craftspeople, not not Jeff yeah. Bezos? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. like craftspeople. So like, mm. you know, whether it's um, buying a handmade gift for mm. Mother's Day, for instance, you're actually helping that person out. Mm-hmm. And I think by, once you start recognizing that you're doing that, then you start looking at how, like, you know, in terms of your own confidence and things like that, going okay, so how can I take those baby steps and kind of give back in a different way? You know, maybe it is things like promoting on Facebook or things like that, but it's also maybe getting to know that individual as well. Mm-hmm. They might have opportunities as well, and you might just go, I just want a shadow then, and just kind of be an observer of what's going on. And then if I feel confident, then, you know, make the step forward. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think sometimes you have to learn a lot about yourself and the community before you kind of do a call to action to help out. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the genesis of us recording this podcast was an article that you added on your ma-picks.co.uk blog, and in that you've got a list of ideas of how you can give back to the community. Now, you've mentioned volunteering, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's raising money, there is donations on there. You also have random acts of kindness. So, I mean, is this something that we, we need to be more conscious of, and how could we practically do things like that? Yeah, so random cats, um, acts of kindness. It could be things from leaving a bit of money at a vending machine to say, you know, buy yourself a drink, all the way to even leaving a nice little positive note. Uh, I remember one which was quite a few years ago. I was at a bus stop and it was really early in the morning. I think it must have been like seven in the morning. So at that point, you, you're not fully awake. You're just not away. You just want to get to wherever you need to be. And I saw a post-it note just put on there saying, you're doing great today and I was like do you know what that really cheered me up that sort of thing and I think that's a really nice way of you know being kind to people as well I think we need that more um because sometimes we're very guilty of being very critical and very negative um whether that is someone sharing something and straight away you've got people on comments like oh well you know you should do this or you should do like start critiquing them Mm -hmm. but actually by you know just say like reaffirming really a positive way Mm -hmm. and giving back in that sense that's a really nice example some people also leave books uh, in their local community just say help yourself things like that I think that's great yeah I guess that is a true altruistic um, act because you don't necessarily see the instant 
feedback from that. But yeah. for, for somebody who who picks that up, that could just be that. Do you know what? That not everybody in the world is a is a bad person. Because yeah. I guess that's and it's a contributive factor. Well, and an outcome, I suppose, of things like depression. It's a, if you if you look on social media, it gets a bad rap for mm. trolls and negativity. You switch the news on, and it's one disaster after another. But every now and again, we get that. Do you know that. Some, we call it like restoring your faith in humanity, don't we? Yeah. Every, every now and again. Last week, um, I had the fortune of being on a paddle boat going down the Mississippi, and I saw on the side of a old derelict building, one of the hugest pieces of graffiti I've ever seen, and it just said, "You are beautiful." And it, I don't know how long it took. Me, but I was just like, "What?" It? I mean, I don't know whether I'm condoning graffiti on a building, but I don't think they were using the building for anything important. But what a great piece of yeah. uh, graffiti to have on there. It's like positive affirmation. So. I think if, it, if you're doing something and it makes someone smile, then that makes such a difference. You know, I like seeing things like positive messages, like if it's graffitied on, depending, you know, in the nature of it. But also um, things like sharing good news, because as you say, we, we're so focused on like all the ne- negative and everything. And actually, um, Emily Coxhead has done a happy newspaper where it's just good news mm. all the way in it. And I love reading it as well. It's just really positive to say, this person's made a difference or great news. Like, um, an endangered species is now no longer at risk of being extinct. And that's really nice to read that, to kind of go, people are actually doing something to, and it's being reported and kind of giving it that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, on this point around the media then, so in a previous episode of the Socially Good podcast, we had a little bit of a debate about social media and when the fine line between people sharing their news in a braggy way mm. and the idea that they are sharing good news because they want other people to be um, uh, kind of positively affirmed by this. And I think we kind of came to the conclusion that if you are friends with somebody who is always talking about how wonderful their kids are and this, that and the other, great, support that. Because if they need, we don't know why they need that. There may be all kind of underlying reasons why they feel like they need yeah. to share that news but rather than just go oh god they're always showy and they're always kind of yeah. it's a very British thing I think as it well. is it's yeah. like we're, we're quite self-effacing and um, yeah people are quite uncomfortable with the idea of oh look how marvellous I am and look how well I'm doing and so, yeah. but whereas other people can do it but I think for us then it's on the receiving end of that of just being able to switch something in your mind that says you know what I'm not going to let that that annoy. Why? Why? What benefit is coming from letting that annoy me? Let yeah. Me embrace it. Let me support it. And social media, as as we have discussed, has that reputation of uh, being a hotbed of negativity, particularly around. I think some recent research as Instagram is the poorest for mental health, mm. um, but there are people who are reaching out for all kinds of reasons. Who and I'm not. I'm not just talking about a like or a love or something like yeah. that. But those comments that people give you that are, you're doing really well, congratulations. So I congratulated somebody on something on LinkedIn yesterday. Um, really quite simple. Thing. He just he just kind of said, I've, I've been suffering from imposter syndrome and now I've actually realised I have got some value to offer. And I just put a really short comment on there that said, I seem to remember us having this conversation when we first met a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm glad you finally got there kind of thing. And he's just... And, and I felt good to be able to do it, not just because I just went, well done, mate. It's I'd actually been able to relate it back to that other thing. So it's almost like nothing happened. There's just some pixels on the screen on his phone and from my phone. And so, yeah. But it was a, there's a bit of a connection there. And um, I certainly wasn't alone. Lots and lots of other people gave this guy a positive affirmation. I bet I really lifted his day. It wasn't difficult for any of us to do that. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it takes less than five minutes to say, well done. And, you know, 
be just kind of reaffirm that as well and even things like sharing um like something they've done as well so my sister is an artist and the amount of work she does like it's incredible like the quality and everything but she she does suffer from imposter syndrome she's really like very modest with her work so then I'll start sharing it on you know my blog or my Instagram and then my friends will start sharing it and other people like random people are like oh that's really good that and they'll start sharing and then she starts finding like oh actually people really like this to see the value in it and I think just by that simple share that simple like or you know just that positive kind of reaction to something can mean so much Mm -hmm. and I think in terms of people talking about good news and things like that I always say that if you would wear it on a t-shirt then put it on social media if you wouldn't wear it on a t-shirt then it's not worth saying from there which it can have its caveats but you also expect to kind of be challenged at that if that was the case, if it was going down a negative route, be it, you know, be aware that people will challenge. But if it's good news, people don't challenge that necessarily. They're like, oh, that's great. That's mm. that's great. You've got, you know, puppies or that your kids are doing well at school and that they've got a certificate for perfect attendance or things like that. You know, because as you said, you don't know what's going on really behind closed doors. And sometimes they need to kind of just say, you know what, I'm having a really good day and I need to share that as well. And it's interesting as well, like with Instagram and the mental health, like there, there's quite a few um, content creators on there who are very honest now about their mental health and kind of be able to say, you know, it's not all perfect selfies or smiles or things like that. It's, you know, this is the reality of what's going on. And sometimes if you can relate to someone in that way, you know, they're going to go, okay, that that's okay. I can feel if they can feel like that and it's not all perfect, then I can feel like that and it's it's going to be okay. I'm going to get there eventually as well. And I think that's where communities start forming as well because sometimes someone might reach out to them going, I just want to say thank you for sharing that. And you start building that relationship up mm-hmm. from there. And sometimes, like with Hey Bloggers, for instance, we, we created that because there was a lot of self-isolation and sometimes people didn't know where to start or... You know, they were sharing content. They probably weren't aware, like, you know, am I on the right track and some, you know, things like that. So what we do as a community, especially in our group, is we say, you know, share your blog, share this. And, you know, we, we'll give, you know, share it ourselves. We'll comment on it. We'll engage with it. And for them, that's like, that's really nice, actually. They're taking out the time to support that individual mm-hmm. from there. And I think that's really important as you mentioned earlier about defining into yourself within different communities because mm. if you are passionate about your blog really the people you need to be identifying with are the bloggers it's not going to be your family or other because they just won't if they're not bloggers they're not going to get it no and, and to give you another example so i, I mean i've uh, been a business owner for how old am i i don't know 17 years um and I don't have many business owners in the family. So when we kind of have the ups and the highs and the lows, which are quite extreme when you're a business owner, sometimes you need somebody to be able to relate that to. And like, yeah, you can talk to your mates about, they'll be like, oh, I did work go this week. And you're like, this, that, and the other. And you can already see them glazing over. And it's just like, they're just not going to get it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a member of a community called For Entrepreneurs Only, which is a Hull and East Yorkshire-based uh, group. And, and actually, funnily enough, that is all about 
giving back. So we have a very strange business model. We pay to be members, right. and that gives you the right then to give back. So, oh, okay. So all of, we run various programs for people at different stages in their career in business, and it's all for free. And we all give up our time for free. And the sponsorship, the corporate sponsorship, allows a couple of salaried people to mm. make it all happen. And then the rest of us give our time to do it. But when you need that community, when you're having a bit of a tough time, um, it's that peer support that you get, and they will challenge you. It's mm-hmm. not they're not just going to just go. Oh, everything will be all right, John. Yeah. Just keep. They, they won't. They don't do that. That's not what you need to hear sometimes. But you need to to identify with somebody who's been there and understands it. So I think when we come back to this point about we all have an asset, what can we offer to others? Sometimes it's about those niche communities and really really being able to get it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I can't necessarily talk about blogging to my friends because they'll just look at me and go. What, what do you mean about SEO and DA and, you know, like, who cares about who likes, you know, what or anything like that? Well, so if I say that, have that exact same conversation with my blogging community, they'll be like, I totally get it. You know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? So again, it's that peer support. And I think sometimes, like, it's it's quite beneficial, like, talking to someone who's gone through that as well. And that's, I think that's where it's not just about identity, but about experiences that our communities have. And if say for example you know there's a brand new experience for all of the community you learn together and you start asking each other questions and kind of you might have people who are fast learners you might have people like not quite getting it yet but rather than going well I'm you know I'm a lot smarter than you or anything like that it's more of like they're giving up their time and their asset to help you know Mm. amongst their community to kind of get up to speed and you know, explore different avenues from there. Mm. And that's just been a part of things. You have to be connected to them. So for mm. me in my life, I've I'd never really... I've always been interested in sport, but I've not been a sportsman. It's been quite a relatively new experience for me to be a member of a team. I play in a squash team. And we play at different levels. We've got different abilities within that team, but we absolutely support each other. And we're happiest when it's... Um, happier to see somebody else who's maybe had a bit of bad form actually win a match or at least win a game yeah. as you are, rather than yourself and so, so I've, I've kind of this being able to be connected to things it's, it's quite difficult but I just think sometimes you need to broaden your horizons mm. and I say it's really easy because I'm somebody who can drive places I've got internet access I don't have any particular health issues and so as, you, as you get older you mentioned uh, isolation earlier mm. on and we discussed off air uh, whether we should mention this, but we're recording this podcast at the time of the COVID-19 um, outbreak is obviously having global significance. But in the United Kingdom right now, we're moving forward to a phase of, it's not mandatory self-isolation, but if you're experiencing any of the symptoms, you should do that. Mm. There's a potential risk coming up that we're going to see the most vulnerable and the most people who need to be connected to the community going for a really tough period of time. I and mean, I'm going to put you on the spot now, Emma. What do we do? I mean, what do we do? I guess, I guess, to give you a little bit more preamble on that, um, you, as I introduced you there as co-founder of, of the bloggers, but obviously this is something that you do academically at the yeah. University of Hull, and you've got you're putting your masters together on this, and so so what. Is this something that is, is like a, a wider public policy? Is it a wider socio-geographic uh, thing that we, we, we need to make sure that we get right? and Or do we just let it play its out on its own natural course? I think the most important part is building those relationships up. So even if it is a case where we all have to be self-quarantined, things like that, I think even just reaching out to your neighbours especially those who probably like are elderly, the more vulnerable and things like that, and just checking in going, are you okay? Do you, do you want a cup of tea? And if it's the case that you can't be 
face to face. It could be over the phone, well, landlines, we still have those, mm. you know, it doesn't have to be just like mobile phones or social network or anything like that, you know, but just reaching out to them that way or even saying, right, I'll cook something and I'll bring it over. I don't know how much that might have an impact in case you happen to be, you know, tested positive for it or anything like that. But I think just bit, making sure that you're talking, I think that's a really big thing that we need to be like keep going as well and I think from what I've been doing um academically is looking at how you know self-isolation for students particularly in higher education that's one of the main reasons why they drop out of university because they don't have that community they don't have that sense of belonging and they feel like well what's the point you know like no one's gonna notice if like I'm not at lectures or things like that so you start seeing them decline from there and that's where like in my professional role I have to intervene and kind of get them back on track from there and one of the key things they always say to me is well I don't know who anyone is in my lecture like why should I you know like I'm gonna come in and they're gonna have that perception of me of oh it's a guy that never turns up and sometimes you have to kind of remind them and say it's not about what other people think you're there for your education you're there for you know because you want to be there at university you want to do this degree not for anyone else and you know like kind of looking at that so reframing it but I think in terms of everything that's going on you know socially especially with like um the COVID-19 that's it I, I just go coronavirus um I think sometimes people forget that you know it, it's so hyped up in the media that they're, they're quite scared to talk to people they're quite scared to kind of go out from there and I think sometimes it's just reassuring them that it's going to be okay and that they are there like whether it's on the end of the phone whether it's you know just putting a post-it note or something through the letterbox to say I just want to check that you're okay from there here's my number here's you know where I live if you need anything I guess the price of us doing that is looking a bit silly, but it's a price worth paying, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, if, if somebody's getting the mickey taken out of them for being too nice, then what a nice thing to be uh, having the mickey taken out I'd, of you. I'd rather them <laughs> take the mickey out of me for being too nice. Mm. But, and this is what I'm going to challenge you slightly, <laughs> okay. you, you cannot, in my opinion, you cannot always put other people first because that does have a detrimental effect on yourself. And actually, it's a bit like what they say when they do the safety announcements on the aeroplane about putting mm. putting your oxygen mask on first so if you want to be a positive member of the community and contribute to others you've got to make sure that you're in the positive frame of, i'm not saying you're not emma but, no, no, you're, absolutely, but for I do. some people they, you've, we've only got so much energy and um and you can feel a little bit underappreciated at times and that that can have a negative effect on you you start to resent mm. some of the positive things that you were trying to do rather than embracing them is I, that something I would 100% agree with that. And that's something that we've started looking at with Hey Bloggers. So what we were finding is it was great putting on events. It was great putting on workshops and things like that. But actually, as a, as a collective of us, we were getting so tired. And we were be, like we were becoming at the busiest times of our lives. Like some of us are freelance, some of us working full time, changing jobs, like new families and things like that. And actually, Hey Bloggers, like as it was running then was actually having a knock-on effect and we were starting to kind of have that resentment and kind of that we don't have that love anymore and we thought that's not fair for everyone else who are getting something out of here bloggers so what we've started to do is start taking a step back and say you know it's going to be community-led we'll still have like the monthly meetups we'll still have you know our online presence from there but you know unless 
there's you know some free time and things like that we're not going to put as much effort into like events and things like that because sometimes we're just running ourselves and it would take up more hours in a day than it would maybe in my full-time job that sort of thing and um we'd posted this announcement earlier this week and actually a friend of mine had said you know I'm really glad that you've recognized your own well-being as well sometimes you do as you said you have to put yourself uh first because otherwise you're not going to be effective and I think that's that's something I have to remind myself definitely and I really like that way of thinking because it's saying it's not selfish to put yourself first as well no. because actually it just means you're going to be more exactly <laughs> you're yeah going to be more useful for everybody else yeah like. exactly I think it's re it's it's reframing that situation so you're not again putting a negative spin on it going right that's it that you know not many people come into these or we're not getting that engagement it's actually going actually maybe we just need to take that step back and reevaluate to make sure that we're having the best that we can for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, it might grow again. It might be where we can do things like events and we can do things, you know, more proactively. But in the meantime, actually, let's take that step back and actually just support from, you know, an arm's distance, but we're still there for people. Because the last thing we want is for bloggers and creatives in Hull to be isolated, like they have been before which is the whole reason why we set up here bloggers. We want that inclusive community. So regardless of whether you are just setting up, you're thinking about it all the way through to you might have 15,000 followers on Instagram and you, you know, you've been in national press and things like that. Regardless of that status, it's about bringing people together and kind of working with each other and supporting each other. And I think we can be more effective if we put ourselves first in Mm -hmm. that instance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how can we find out more about Hey Bloggers? So we have a Google site uh, of Hey Bloggers. You can find us on Twitter, which is just at Hey Bloggers. We're also on Instagram as well, the same handle, Hey Bloggers. And we have a Facebook group. So if you search for us of Hey Bloggers, as in H-E-Y Bloggers, um, and you can request to join the group from there. So Emma, that's been a fascinating discussion. Thank you ever so much. It's good to know that you are living and breathing, running a community with your uh, co-founders there, but also looking at the theoretical side of it and and teaching on it as well. You've got yeah. all of these bases covered. I, I dare say we've only scratched the surface on some of these issues, or maybe we'll uh, get together and, and drill down into more detail on a future podcast episode. That'd be great. <laughs> but in the meantime, um, you've been listening to the Socially Good Podcast with myself, John Gilbert, and this has been Emma Palmer. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.